Welcome to Money's Mitch Podcast. I'm Mitch Newman, and I am determined to provide you with the best of the best state-of-the-heart tools and techniques to support you in redefining, reframing, and reigniting. That's a lot of re's. That flame inside of you that will propel you to your next levels of success. Together, we're going to explore and do a deep dive into really all aspects of conscious leadership and what it really takes to lead oneself and others at this higher level of consciousness with the intention and the outcome of creating maximum impact and contribution in all areas of your life. We will laugh, most definitely cry, the good cry, of course, hopefully, and without a doubt, discover the magic that exists inside of each and every one of you. So, if you're not afraid of the unknown, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Mitch Newman. Welcome to my podcast, Money's Mitch, where we talk about and break down conscious leadership into palatable, edible, digestible bites. (laughs) At least I'd like to think so. Um, but I want to talk about something that it's really been something that's just an ongoing thematic. It's just ongoing and I watch it week in, week out and it doesn't bother me. I love it because I think it's such an awareness opportunity for those who choose to lead at a higher level and want to step up and everybody needs to get to this point. And it's that point when we are so triggered by somebody (laughs) that it just stirs every aspect of our being, the the dealing with on a day-in, day-out, weekly basis, whatever, monthly basis, where there's just that person who just gets to us, gets under our skin like nails on a chalkboard. And it's so, so simple for our ego to develop a really pointy finger and look at them and blame them and identify them as the challenge, as the problem, as the issue. And it's not to say from a behavioral standpoint that the things that they're doing are okay, but it's just really understanding, understanding, that's an interesting word, that's a new word, understanding the trigger point, right? The trigger point and this notion that I've learned a long time ago when I was in my own master's program in spiritual psychology, which for those of you who've never heard me talk about it, it is the study and practice of conscious awareness. And it was one of the first things that we were taught and one of the first things that just made so much sense and was such a door opener, heart opener, just really allowed healing to take place. And it's this idea that Anything that upsets me is about me. Anything that disturbs my peace from the slightest, ooh, that kind of hurts, or that's a little uncomfortable, to a full-blown reaction where screaming and yelling takes place. And anything in between, anything that upsets one's peace is an opportunity for us to look at and say, anything that upsets me is about me. Now, a lot of times people hear that and go, well, wait a second, hold on a second. No, I'm not suggesting that the behavior that you're witnessing, that you're associating with the stirring and the feelings that are inside of you is okay by any stretch. And a lot of times in a lot of situations, it's not okay. But it's an interesting dynamic how we 
tend to react to someone or react to something that's going on. And we react to it in a way where we think we're going to effectuate change based upon our anger and frustration. And those kinds of emotional decisions never, ever work. That's why we have war. We're upset. We react. And war could be like serious war between countries, or it could be war between spouses. It could be uh, power struggles with your kids. It could be in your business all over. It's when I'm running, I'm upset because fill in the blank and there's some clear judgment going on and some deep feeling that we're having about somebody. And we get into this kind of uh, righteous mode, this righteousness arena where we're right and the person's wrong. And in a lot of situations, especially, you know, if you're working with somebody, uh, there are ways sometimes people try and work around it. I don't listen. I don't want to deal with her. I don't want to deal with him. Why don't you? deal with him. You seem to do better with him or her. And I understand that reaction that people have. And it's, it's such a, a, from my perspective, an avoidance of an opportunity for growth and healing within that person. So the calls I usually get are, you know, usually predicated by sometimes by a text message. I need to talk. We need to talk. And it's usually something that states where somebody's contacting me and saying, there's a problem. And how do we fix it? And it's about people and it's about personalities and it's about frustrations. And in many ways, it's about not wanting to deal with it, but knowing we have to deal with it. So then the question becomes, how do we deal with it? So people will call me thinking that they have a problem with something or someone, it's usually someone. And in my mind, through my training and through the responsibility that I take on around conscious leadership, I'm realizing that they may think they have a problem. I'm realizing they have an opportunity, that there is, in fact, a breakthrough moment that is available to them if they choose to take it, if they choose to see it. And so my role then simply becomes to actively listen to what it is they believe is a problem, to understand that they're going to suggest something external that needs to be done, meaning something in 3D, so-called, quote-unquote, real world, how we can isolate somebody or cast somebody aside or push somebody off or delegate them to a lesser job or compartmentalize them. And I'll listen. And I'm not saying that there isn't potential validity to this. And I also know it's missing the point. It's missing the point in what conscious leadership is, and what, if we're going to lead and call ourselves leaders, that we have a responsibility to show up in the best possible light. And that light goes back to whatever upsets me, anything that upsets me is about me. So after I actively listen, and I empathize with the experience of what's going on and the challenges that I hear you, I really get that. It's frustrating. I've been in those situations I I can imagine how you must be feeling, or I'm not sure how you must be feeling. I've never been in that situation, but I can totally relate to this feeling of frustration that you're going through. I want to turn it and I say, well, let's first back it up. Before we start to address externally the steps that we can take to fix what we think is a problem, what if we first looked 
at what is most upsetting to you. What are you feeling? What are the different feelings that are coursing through your body? What are any and all judgments that you may be having against this person in this situation? And start to look at it from a place where let's first get active in your own work, in your own healing, in your own getting back to that place of loving. Because the goal is really not to referee drama. The goal is not to delegate, denigrate, put somebody in a box, minimize their role for everybody else's personalities so it makes it easier for them to to exist. The goal is to realize that if somebody is triggering me, and you've probably heard the expression, if I'm pointing the finger at somebody else, there's three fingers pointing back at me. There's some projection going on. There's some part of myself that I'm seeing in this other person or some awareness that I'm having that I'm not looking at consciously where I'm realizing that my behavior and the way I've handled it to date isn't appropriate, that there's more that I could be doing. There's more that I could have done. And so in that shame and potential embarrassment that people may feel, there is this desire to kind of brush it over with a broad stroke and just say, well, what can we do? What can we do? How can we make this work? How how do we fix this? And I start from the basic promise that there's nothing broken. So there's nothing needs to be fixed. There's nothing broken. We're all whole, well, and complete. We're all in various stages of being a work in progress that we're all learning and growing as we choose to learn and grow. And that everyone is my teacher. So if I'm triggered by somebody, there's a gift there for me that this person is my teacher. And from a conscious positioning, I want to use everything for my own growth and upliftment. Why? Because I want to be a better me. I want to be a better leader. I want to inspire that in other people. And so I got a call today and it was, we have a problem. And like I said, I listened. I actively listened. I empathized with what they were going through. I was totally relatable to me. It wasn't an unusual situation by any stretch. It happens all the time. And I wanted to put the people that I was dealing with in a position to see that there was actually a gift that was available to them, that there was an opportunity for their own growth and healing. And what I was able to do in the process was was able to help them language a new outcome for themselves, to come to a realization that that you're that that I was right, although the intention wasn't for me to be right. The idea was for them to be able to see within themselves that there was an opportunity that they were missing, and it was very very clear. And once I kind of broke the ice and just said, "Hey, I wonder what may be going on inside for you." What is this reminding you of? Is this an old story? When you are in reaction to all this, how old do you feel? Because usually it's a very young energy that gets projected when we're running. I'm upset because what's unresolved inside of you? What's the awareness? What's the ownership that you're willing to take? And when you do it conversationally and you do it with the intention of providing an opportunity for growth and healing, to be able to move from problem to an opportunity, from a story to a solution. It was amazing 
how much the people that I was talking to today were willing to like step up and say, oh, I, I can see my part in it. And my part is this. And it was amazing how well they were able to articulate it. Once we just cleared the debris, once we just got out of that somebody else is the problem, once we got out of that something was broken and needs to be fixed, we could simply just look at it, rise above it, assess our own responsibilities, and to do it from a place where suddenly judgment was lifted. There was no judgment against the other person. There was no judgment against themselves. It was just a heightened awareness. And I watched as these two people went back and forth, just taking ownership and taking responsibility. It was a beautiful thing. It's amazing to watch. And so the only gap that was missing was just simply the languaging. The idea that I know what I want to say, I just don't know how to say it. I just don't know what the words are. I have a fear that if I say it, I'm going to say it in a way that it's going to come off wrong. And a lot of times it's... It's a it's an irrational fear. Like there there is no fear with just speaking from your heart. And to be able to say to somebody, listen, this is coming from my heart, or to say, I'm not sure exactly how to say what I want to say. So I'm just going to say it, but please understand my intention is for growth, is for healing, is for inclusiveness, is for uh us to be in partnership. So let me just get it out and let's let me fumble it out and let's just work from there. So sometimes it's it's owning the messiness before you speak so that the person isn't holding on to every word that you say and looking for some possible way that you're accusing them of something or pointing out something that's a fault of theirs, that you're just looking at them and going, listen, I'm noticing that I'm not being the best possible leader I can be. Here's what's coming forward for me. I'd love to create some space for us to be able to have a conversation about this and just to really be able to listen to each other and see if we can't create something bigger and better than what we have right now. So it's just practice. It's just practicing the words. But it's really understanding that every interaction is an opportunity. Everything that we think is a problem is really an opportunity. It's really not a breakdown, but a breakthrough moment. If we're willing to first and foremost, take ownership. And it's amazing what happens because suddenly when we own the feelings that are present for us and we own the judgments that are present for us and we understand where they come from and we understand that it has nothing to do with this other person. Now we've separated that out and now we can just objectively without judgment, look at the behavior and decide for ourselves, am I okay with the behavior? Sometimes the gift is so much bigger that the behavior all of a sudden is just, you can't even identify what the behavior was because the real gift you've already gotten in the process. Other times it's just going, hmm, you know what? I'm, I'm so grateful for this. I've learned so much about myself as a leader and how I can lead someone else in a really better way. And I'm still not okay with the behavior. So now what you're doing is you're able to then go back and address the behavior separate and apart. And there's no energy on it. Why? Because you're not triggered. Why? Because you took ownership. You took responsibility. You see the gift that was available to you. 
And now all you're looking for is wanting to go and find a better solution to be able to say to somebody, hey, I want to have a chat with you. I'm realizing I was triggered earlier when we spoke, or I realize I've been holding on to something for a long time that's not fair to me or to you for me to hold on to, and it's really about me. And to be able to own it, to be able to share that and own it, to be able to then talk about the behavior, say, listen, when X happened, that's not okay for me. I think there's a better way. I have a suggestion. You're open to hearing it. Now we're in a solution mode. Now we're inviting somebody to participate in a solution. I think there's a better way. I think there's a better opportunity for us to communicate more effectively. And the behavior itself created a, created a barrier. And what I want to do is I want to build a bridge. Who's not going to respond favorably to that? If they genuinely want to be part of a team, who's not going to respond favorably to that? Now, here's the beauty and the, really the deeper blessing. It creates a ripple effect in a really, really powerful way. Because now the person who called you, you're now modeling for them how to see it as an opportunity, as a gift, how to take ownership. And now you're able to say to them, because listen, here's why this experience is so powerful. Not only are you able to go back to this person, address these situations, take ownership where ownership needs to be taken, seek, seek out solutions where solutions need to be achieved, better ways to proceed. You also then get to say to that person, I hope you are aware of the process that we just went through because I know your intention is to lead at a higher level of consciousness and people will come to you and they will come to you with what they think is a problem. And before you take that call, you need to understand and remind yourself in that moment that no, they think in this moment there's a problem. You're realizing there's an opportunity. And your role and responsibility as a leader who leads at that higher level of consciousness is to guide them through that process. Do not participate in the drama. Do not get pulled in. Be empathetic. Be loving. Be kind. And teach them. Teach that next level of conscious leadership to them. And as they work through it and as you work through it with them, remind them, guess what? At some point, somebody's going to call you in a panic saying they have a problem and you're going to know it's really an opportunity. My name is Mitch Newman. We'll see you again next time. Hey, so if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so, you know, we can hang out every Monday. You can also follow me on Instagram at Life's a Mitch. And if you feel so inspired, make sure to tag me in your stories. I really appreciate hearing from people who are listening in. So if you have any ideas, any feedback, any questions, don't be shy. Please send them along. Who knows? Something you share or suggest may spark a future episode. So until next week, remember, life's a Mitch and then you thrive.